millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 478 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Tapman boys. Big day. You pumped, Glennie? Big day. I'm fucking fried, if I'm honest. But yeah. here we yeah. are. Look, we're all fried. As we all we're are. We're all fried. Yep. Real fried. Another hard day in the fucking MI. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. what. What was hard about today? Was it internal pressures or external pressures, Glennie? Um, well, they're all external pressures, mate. Just keeping customers happy, you know? Well, no. There's, like, there's pressures from within your business. There's, you know, or maybe within the family, then there's external pressures. The world doesn't revolve around you. Glennie's pressures are deep internal pressures. They're pressures created by and exerted on himself, (laughs) (laughs) regardless of the outside world's stimulus. (laughs) Am I right, Glennie? You probably need to explain where you're coming from a little more there, Nathan, before I tell you to go fuck yourself or tell you you're right. I'm not sure that's where you're at. I'm saying... 75% 75% of the pressure on you is generated internally. By me, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, you, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know about the percentage, but yeah, you're 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> that was reminiscent of the, what is it, 60% of the time it works every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what, what's the big news in the MI today? The mining industry. Uh, that um, – we're very fucking good at what we do and people are latching onto it and we uh, have created created quite a wave that we're trying to stay on top of. So, um, the <laughs> And general... some days I feel like I'm trying to ride a wave, a tidal wave on top of a paddle pop stick and okay. I've got tiny feet so maybe I'm cutting out for it but I'm also a little bit top heavy. <laughs> okay. There you go. Good times. It's like an or- like an orange on a toothpick. Yes, head like a fucking orange. You <laughs> Sputnik. Oh. That was a fucking reference. I want kudos for that. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I am surprised. I was shocked and shocked and stunned to be honest. Um, now you're going to fire up, Glennie, because it's going to be a lot of you. This is going to be a very Glennie centric episode of the, my of the show. Of, my kind of episode. Because uh, apparently, the one world, where, you know, contrary to what Jay may have you believe, the world does indeed revolve around me. I mean, we got the writers in, and you know, the feedback from the focus crews was, "Look, we want to have a you know an episode where Glennie's the main character for for the storyline, and you know, the, the A and B storylines." And guess what? It's every this week. This is the episode. Yep, gotcha. This, this, no, no, this, this is the episode. I, I, look, Instead of being the comic I, I, relief, <laughs> this, is your, this, is, this is your time to shine. This is your... <laughs> yeah, sorry, you guys, were you saying something then? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like Lenny was just going on about how, you know, they're just doing awesome stuff and this, and I was just going to ask him what he's going to do when, 
once Caterpillar fixed their supply chain issues. I'll be retired, so oh, there I'm you good. Go. I'm good. There you go. <laughs> You're not going to start selling to the big boys? Sorry? Get them high on their own supply? <laughs> well, we already do. We've supplied to every Caterpillar dealer in Australia. There you go. Every cunts. Every Caterpillar, Caterpillar dealer. In Australia. Every last one of them. Have you got a count on how many diggers that is? Uh, countless. Countless diggers. Nice. I'm glad you come around the diggers thing. You know, you know when he starts accepting the, the digger language, that's when that's when he's trying to get Kubota stuff on it's, on board. It's like when you when you go back to Ed's, you have it's to Kubota. It's official. You have to assimilate into the fuckheadism that is that place, right? And then that's how I feel interacting with you. I'd like to apologise like to, to all of that, um, all of our listeners um, that I've specially invited here from Kubota. Um, yeah, um, uh, sorry, this this gentleman here doesn't doesn't like your your marketing taglines on your diggers. Um, he you could say that he doesn't love your diggers, so or your stickers. <laughs> yeah, nothing. My talk. I mean, yeah, it's a Glenny episode, so there's got to be a little bit, I suppose. But the other day on our last main mainline episode we were, we were talking about there was some rumblings about Tim Sheens and him saying that you know he's he's ready to come back but i i said we're not going to talk about it tonight we're going to save it we're going to save it until the the episode with news on the the preview episode and fuck I'm glad we did because today the goal at like 3 at about 3 p.m. right on schedule for us <laughs> The news breaks out that the West Tigers are signing Benji Marshall to a five-year coaching deal, of which the first two years will be a uh, cooperative effort between Benji and Tim Sheens with uh, the Sheenius. Is that uh, showing the Ben? Is that a, showing the Benjinius the rose? Is that an apprentice Sheens or a Sheens apprenticeship? Well, I mean, Benji's taking this apprenticeship way too fucking seriously, isn't he? I mean, you know, you won once, mate, but don't, let's not let's not get carried away because now you're stepping into the real fucking world where, geez, guys with far more experience than you, premiership winners, indeed, uh, yeah, have 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 fallen fallen down quickly and hard, and uh, it's it's. It's a potential, but it's potentially the greatest fucking coaching story in the history of the franchise. Oh, like, but <laughs> hang on a second. You say that it is, it's, but I then you look at the coaching no, history no, of no, the no, franchise. No, no. Listen to me. No, listen, listen to this. No, like, say, like, genius teaches him, teaches him the ropes. Yeah, you have two years, and you know, the team sort of builds from what they are now, which is like easy because they're down the bottom. Yeah, you know, they build, they build up a bit. Benji takes the ropes, you know, in in year three. He becomes a Ben genius, and then the Tigers just fucking tick up. They're going to make him a Kiwi year, Ricky Stewart. Year five, year five, they make like you know a prelim or something, and then that alone—that's a fucking—that's a—that's a huge win. Yeah, another, and it's all very fuzzy because Benji's like you know one of the favourite sons. Yeah, another five-year deal. To become a coach. Well, like you know, like like Desi when he came and took like Manly were fucked in the early two thousands. Mm. Desi came in with a five year plan, got him to grand final in year four. Um, it's like similar sort of situation. I mean, he didn't have to do an apprenticeship with anyone. I mean, because he had, he just had the natural talent. But you know, that's okay. And, um, <laughs> but it's I it, feel it like you're enjoying the, this too much. 
No, no, it could be. It could be the greatest feel-good story because everyone loves Benji too. Remember, I mean, he had the redemption, yep. you know, towards the tail end of his playing career. So he's he's loved across the competition. I don't think anyone's, you know, so everyone's rooting for him, and it could turn out to be a really great story. On the other hand, we know it's the West Tigers, and in year three, I mean, he could get butchered, and. That's gonna hurt the. That's gonna hurt everybody involved because it's gonna be one of those messy things where the favourite son gets assholes from the club that he, you know, built as a player and so on and so forth. The fa- the fans aren't gonna like it, but they you know it's gonna be old yellow. They're gonna have to you know they're just gonna have to grin and bear it and fucking put the bullet in. And Robbie's just obviously he's just gonna be there fucking laughing the whole way through. Well, see, I, I was gonna say at at what stage does Robbie start separating the dressing room? And start empire building for himself. What if what if Benji and Sheens have a five year plan, but Robbie, unbeknownst to anyone else, has a two and a half year plan? <laughs> that could. Well, what, if, what if Robbie has a twenty year plan, <laughs> and we're coming up into like you know year seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's just now, playing chess this whole time. All these other motherfuckers are just fucking around playing checkers. Kaiser Schnitzer or something, but he's um. Jot that down. The thing, the thing with the, the, the thing with the thing with Robbie is though, is um, it, there won't be a two dressing room situation. Obviously, Benji's in, he's he, he's the king and he's in charge of the dressing room. But if it's a situation where like Benji's up there sitting there with you know Simon Dwyer. And she surely, surely, and, Rob, and, and Robbie's Simon and Robbie's running the water, and Robbie's running the water. Yeah, so you can split. So, so rather than a split dressing room thing, you split it into like an upstairs downstairs thing. Yeah, don't blame me. Blame that cunt upstairs. Up, well, that's up the thing. There. How how, do, how does Robbie go back to the grass? He's, he's tasted that air conditioned and climate controlled box that is the fucking coach's sanctum. Yeah, he's only a taster. It's only it's only been since the naughty year though. Right? Oh, so taste is enough. You give Robbie Farrow yeah. a taste. Yeah, oh. it's like Origin. He, he gets a taste, and he can't he can't get enough of it. All right. So jokes aside, Glennie, as our resident West Tigers uh, aficionado connoisseur, yes. What do you make of this entire? What do you make of this situation from the standpoint of someone who's uh, emotionally far too invested in the outcomes? Generated far too invested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, fuck off. I've, I've watched your age before my eyes because these cunts. <laughs> two trains of thought for me. Um, that I, I thought that they were going to give Noddy the job after Seraldo publicly said, "No fucking way am I catching that rabble." Um, in in not not in so many words, but. I thought, okay, well... Was it confirmed that Noddy wants the job, though? Well, that yeah, no, it wasn't... Certainly not via the media. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, clearly there is no plan or they've failed behind the scenes to get any interest from Flanagan. Um, Seraldo, you know, they've named as their, their top choice and he said, fuck that. Um, and, and all power to the man. I, I don't hate on him for it. Um, because he, he has, um, so far in his career made every, every decision that he's made, um, along the way as, you know, to, to, to be an assistant there at Penrith and stay there. 
and look at look at offers that have obviously been presented to him and, and stay where he is. He's made the right decisions. Um, so I thought if they gave the job to Noddy, it was possibly getting off on. It's it's not a great look because he clearly wasn't the fucking first choice or probably the second. He was like, ah, well, we're gonna give yeah. it. We're gonna get go, Noddy or this pile of rags. And the pile of rags wants too much money, so we're giving it to Noddy. So, um, it's all happened very quickly, though, with like the, with Sheen sort of only only sort of at the start of the week, mm. uh, you know, publicly saying, oh, "I think I'm ready to step back in and coach." Yeah. Benji wasn't mentioned at all, and, and then we had the situation there with Isaiah Papali was looking like he was going to backflip out of the deal to go to the Tigers, and the the article uh, that I read said that Benji has been instrumental in chatting him off the ledge. Mm. And you know, so you know, it, it seems like a, um, you know, it's a good, good, good move for like Sheen's to be an experienced coach in the stopgap capacity. Yeah, Benji is like the, uh, I mean, he's the guy. He's been the guy's been mentoring the young ones anyway. True, I think Benji could have an impact, um, much like we've we've just seen in the in the Origin arena. I think that train of thought. Allah having Freddie, he has the ear and the, and the respect of the the players at that level, and and obviously Queensland have gone down a similar path with with Billy Slater. But um, mm. I, I, don't, I would uh, I would not say their paths are at all similar, Glenn. Yeah, I would agree myself. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about that in five minutes or so. <laughs> well, I was trying to dairy coin it, but fucking now that you mention it, no, so. Benji is um, has the advantage of, as you said, he's he's beloved throughout the competition and the, and the rugby league community, um, and he has the respect of the players, and a lot of those players that are now coming into you know like being first graders, um, and mm. and guys that are coming through the ranks now have all grown up watching Benji. So there's that air of um, you know the the idol <laughs> that they all sort of grew up watching or, or enjoying uh, watching him play. Now they can be involved with him in a, in a mentoring capacity, or and and what he's achieved in the game <clears throat> and the respect that he has from senior players and veterans as well is um is probably going to attract hopefully attract some uh, a greater level of talent to the club. Uh, as far as veteran players go, and then you have the advantage of him being able to mentor the young guys that are going to come through. Sheen showed in his first stint there coaching the Tigers, he was heavily, and we saw it in 2005, he was heavily um, swayed towards promoting local juniors and young guys to come through the ranks, which I think is a great thing, Um, and he's very good at that. And he's foc- heavily fo- well. Then he was heavily focused on it. I suspect he'll probably take a similar path this time. Where have they um, ended up? Well, once she's gone, once Sheen's left, I mean, it was a fucking. It's been a rabble for over a decade. That's, no, say, that's but, no secret. Yeah, but the, the, those players have ended up at other clubs. Yeah, yeah. So I think they've they've actually. You could actually say this is probably the most forethought and, and um, attempt the biggest attempt to future proof um, things at the Tigers that they've 
they've ever done. <laughs> so um, I think it's a good move. I um, I think Sheens is probably the only person and the only coach outside of a Bellamy or possibly a, a Hasler or, or a Bennett that could go into that toxic board situation that is the West Tigers and have the stones and carry the leverage and the weight uh, given his experience and his achievements as a coach um, to actually get them to fucking sit down and shut the fuck up. Um, The board is still the board. Effectively, if they wanted him, if they want him gone at some, (laughs) at some time in the not too distant future, Hmm. it'll probably happen. But he also, you know, He's not backward in, in coming forward and he can, he, he's can he got the stones to speak his mind, which is exactly what's needed in the current environment at the Tigers. Yeah. And so I'd, do you have a prediction? I'd, will Benji make a good coach? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He's one of these, he has zero experience at mm, this point. Exactly. Mm. So. And two years is a very short apprenticeship as well. <laughs> very. Because you look at sorry, sorry, Jay, but no, if no, you go, look at go, yeah. you look at even a Seraldo, like he's been there a few yeah. years now, and and he's yeah. and he's been in that system, and he and he's yeah. you know he you can see the way that they've developed him through, and and he's taken the reins even several games this year, and um, it's it's been a really solid and consistent development process for him. I don't know that the Tigers have that luxury, um, and I. He has zero experience, so I can't speak to what sort of coach he will be. Um, will he have the ear of the players? Yes. I, I, I don't see that being an issue. I, I think it was about the only move the Tigers could make. And I've thought about this a lot, and I went through you know, a, a lot of it. And my initial response to it was, why the fuck would Sheens put his legacy at risk for, for the shit fight that this club is in right now? Because it's a poison chalice. Whatever whatever way this goes, it's a poison chalice. And one thing Gus has done very fucking well is every time he's taken over a senior position, he's made it so apparent that he has nothing to do with coaching that, you know, well, what happens is people start going, giving him credit for Penrith stuff, even though he's always said, no, 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 don't have anything with Penrith, da 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 he didn't cop any shit at the Warriors, not copying any shit at the Dogs. So I'm not the coach, I'm not the coach, I'm not the coach. But thinking on it further, I think the most crucial thing at all, that whoever the coach was that came in, the reason it was such a poison chalice is because it was almost impossible for them to have any sort of success. Because with the team that they've got and the culture that that place has and the fucking rot it has in the front office, it is going to be nigh on impossible in the first year or the first two years even to have any sort of success. Right? Absolute dumpster fire. And what that leads to then is you take a once proud premiership winning coach like Madge and then all of a sudden in the vicinity of the senior leadership group of that club, not of the team, of the club, he is someone that hasn't done anything. Because what have you done here? What you've done elsewhere doesn't count. Sheens is, is the literally the only person that can step in there and when Pasco starts to go off doing stupid Pasco shit, can say, fuck you, how many premierships has this club won under your watch? Because I've done mm-hmm. one. Yeah. 
He, he's literally the only fucking person that that could have done that. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's a smart move. I think it's a ballsy move by Sheens. Um, I think it, it's also when you mentioned legacy, potentially, potentially could impact Benji's legacy as well. If he's if he's a dumpster fire of a fucking coach in two years' time, and and they oh. fucking win a couple of spoons in a row, mate. I, look, it, it it hasn't damaged Mal Meninga's legacy. Hasn't damaged Laurie Daly's legacy. I, yeah, I, you fair. know, great great player, shit coach. No one's shocked. <laughs> yeah, okay. no one, no one is. Yeah, no, that's shocked, that's a fair know? point. Um, I just think I, that Benji and the Tigers is a yeah. It's it's. I don't um, know. Fucking different at, situation. Yeah. The, the the thing is, he's gonna have two years to learn. And he's learning from somebody that he has already had a mentor-mentee relationship with. Yeah, and he, and he so, obviously has a lot of respect for. And... That's it. So, so that dynamic is there. There's going to be, you know, obviously a little bit of difference, but essentially, anything good that Benji's ever done, or mo- you know, most of the the highlights of his career happened under Sheens. You know, mm. then he had Bennett as well for that experience that he can lean on. Of course, yeah. Um, so he's, you know, he hasn't had bad mentors, but. Um. Yeah, the 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 responses I see from Tigers fans on social, the smart ones at least, just seems to be that well, hang on, how how does this fix our front office problem? How does this fix our our recruitment and retention? Well, Did I that... think I think it has an impact on recruitment because players a potentially will want to play for Sheens or Benji, if if you, if that makes sense. Um, and I think Sheens has. Uh, when you speak to retention, I think Sheens has has shown that he has an ability to to create pathways and and develop young players and give them opportunities uh, in the NRL. So that much I think is probably less of an issue than the board bullshit. Mm-hmm. It might that's my two cents, but um, it doesn't fix the front office because Pasco's still there. Yeah, so it doesn't fix it, but. But I, I do yeah. think now Pasco has somebody who like can can you fucking imagine when when Pasco turns up to his to his coffee date at the Meriton mm. and he walks in and Sheens is already in the room. Yeah. And he's and he's been there for an hour yeah. and they're laughing and joking like they're fucking old mates. Mm. Fuck I'd pay to be a fly on the wall Which for that. potentially they will do, because Triggerboff yeah. Triggerboff was heavily involved with the club when Sheens was coached previously. Yep. So um, and and put, Sheens put would have no yeah Sheens what? would have no hesitation in challenging Pasco. He would not give exactly. two fucks for 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 Pasco or yeah. his perceived yeah. title or, or whatever. Because so. that's the thing back then, CEOs weren't a thing in the game. No, you, that you essentially ran the league's club or you know that, exactly. that side of things. Mm. Um, yeah, this this will, oh fuck this has got the potential for some great blow ups. As, love it. as does anything to do with Tigers. It has the potential to be a f- flaming fucking train wreck. Uh, but everyone will watch it and everyone will click on it and uh, everyone will read the papers if the Tigers are on it. the back pages because the West Tigers sell papers. They're always in a game, kind of, and they fucking sell papers. <laughs> love it. The thing, that I, the thing that I want to see come out of this is I want a, I want five-year guaranteed... Production of Tiger Town. 
Ooh. Because wow. <laughs> because now there's something new that I mean there's something new to bring. I don't think I don't think Sheenzy's up for it. I I just imagine Sheenzy, you know, getting that across his desk and saying throwing some, it in the bin. Yeah. Like <laughs> like the, the the chances of Sheenzy dropping a fucking completely inappropriate homophobic slur during, <laughs> during a recording of Tiger Town. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you could just do like the Michael Jordan thing. You could just be like, "Look, I've got, I've got final cut on the, you know, you need to bring your, you need to bring your cuts to me, and then I'll, <laughs> I have final say over everything that goes in or out. You're not getting all this fucking access, that, you know. Well, you can have the access, but I'll decide if you can use it, <laughs> right? And also, because I just want to see what the, you know, I want to see what what, what kind of show bag. Justin Pascoe takes the Harry next time. Like, you know, it's all the little subplots. There's so much. I want to see the quads getting stretched. You know, not in 3D fucking rendering, but in reality. I mean, you know, there's so many things. Um, yeah, the the, the little yeah you know, when, when they bump into the, the other tenants of the like, of the center who have more of a stake in it. They're like, like, I can't even remember. Have you were. seen all like those Attenborough documentaries they've done, where they just they go and get one of his documentaries from the 70s? Right. And then do essentially the same place today and be like, hmm, so that's fucked. Whole forest doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> there's palm trees there. <laughs> I want to see that now. <laughs> and just like have the 3D rendering of the image and the quad stretching and this, and then it goes down. There's a bunch and of amp- double amputees there's a fucking, <laughs> just no, rolling there's, around on the ground. There's, there's a homeless guy. He's not stretching his quads. He's like trying to find an ankle vein because that's the only one that still works. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck it now. Right, so uh, moving on from that, let's uh, let, let's talk about last night. Uh, obviously, our, uh, the patrons would have heard the the game companion by now, I would imagine. And look, to you, you know, to, uh, to your de- uh, not to your credit, but to your detriment, Glenny, you really didn't fucking gronk off at all. It was it's almost not, like you didn't enjoy the, you didn't. It's like you didn't enjoy the result. It's not in my now, nature. Fuck off. Now that's that's a Queensland. <laughs> 22 to fear New South Wales 12 in State of Origin's decider at Suncorp Stadium in front of a crowd of 52,385. Queensland's points came through tries to Val Holmes, Kurt Capewell, Ben Hunt and Callum Ponga. Uh, Three conversions to Holmes. New South Wales points came through tries to Jerome Luai and Jacob Saifidi uh, with Cleary two conversions. Glennie, take it away and then I've got some talking points that I'll throw which is I think when you've had your fill. I think part of the reason why, not only is it not in my nature, but I, I was legitimately surprised by the result. Um, I expected New South Wales, given the firepower they had um, and the emotion that was that was sure to be a part of of the game. I thought that um, if they if they happened to get on top early, it was going to be a long night for Queensland. But um, in the end, I think it ended up one of the best Origin games in recent memory. Um, the the level of intensity certainly in that first half was was something that I haven't seen for a long time. And and to be honest, I thought that sort that sort of Origin match was a thing of the past. Um, it was a fucking war of attrition, and there were counts dropping like flies. Um, yeah, legit, legitimately. Yeah. I mean, there were like yeah, two guys dropped in the first sort of two minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I was talking. Um, 
I was talking to some guys uh, at Touch Football Training now that I'm uh, legitimately a part of the uh, C-grade Touch Football team. Um, scored a couple of tries on Wednesday night too, just quite late. I don't want to. I want to talk myself up. Um, should have known. Is it an is it is it is it like an amputee league or? It should be. Um, no, there's some there's some quality. There's actually some some guys that. Uh, like by C grade, are you okay. the only guy on the team that can see? Has <laughs> <laughs> the, the ball got a bell in it, Glennie? It does not have a bell. <laughs> How fucking dare you sully the fucking talent that is within that team? Not not me. Um, I uh, I'm a and I know I'm getting off track, but I'm a I'm a Brett Plowman type winger at the moment uh, until I get a bit of air in my lungs. Fat and slow. Yeah, that's correct. And <laughs> I'm not sure there's a place. I've got to tell you, I'm not sure there's a place for Brett Plowman wingers in touch football. Uh, the game's changed I, a lot you, since I know, played it at lunchtime at fucking high school. I think from Oztag, I, I think from Oztag down, they're probably not a place for them. <laughs> I mean, because the size is not a benefit in the, in that sport at all. Do you know what? Do you know who would disagree with you? Brett Plowman? Brad, Brad Fittler. Because <laughs> I saw Talakai trying to run onto a Jerome Luai cutout pass last yeah. night. <laughs> well, was yeah. he running though, or was he flailing <laughs> over the sideline? <laughs> well, I can do that. I can play Origin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you heard it here first. You're hearing it more and more, boys. <laughs> um, no, it was a it was a great contest. Um, I think Queensland got a handle on on some big moments through the first half and, and certainly to close the game out. Um, but there was some some standout for performers for, for Queensland. And I, I said during the game companion that Tedesco clearly was trying to influence the result by sheer effort. And you have to give the guy credit for that. He just didn't have a lot of mates, unfortunately. And um, one of the biggest standout observations for me, and I was talking to the guys at work today, about it, Jay, was your your observation on Appy versus Cook, yeah, and and the difference in the level of service and where Cleary had to stand, and I, I've got to tell you, I've written you off as a fuckhead that just is just a blowhard for many years now, but you actually fucking proved that you know something <laughs> about this game. I was, I was really impressed. I was really impressed because it made so much fucking sense. Because the poor cunt has to stand three metres closer, minimum, yeah. which means he's got whatever, it, at that level, whatever fucking time it is, if it's a second and a half a second or whatever, less time to do what he does best. And the fact that Queensland's line speed was phenomenal, it, it was it, it fucking began and ended there. I, I think that, was, that put New South Wales on such... Uh, on such a back foot that they they really struggled, and it was the more I looked at it, the more right you were. And um, this is the last time I'll ever give you credit, so fucking eat it up. But I thought, like I said, I thought Queensland had some standout performers. You've got to give you've got to give Ponga some credit. Um, I do still think he, he holds back because um, there was some. Uh, he scored a, a good try, but he made a few other half breaks that I, I think if he if he was legitimately hitting the line at 100, um, he'd probably burst through. Um, but Ben Hunt exercised a few uh, a few demons, if not all of them, and um, we've been singing his praises all season for the Dragons, and um, he put that performance in. And, you know, I was 
I was prepared to say that Queensland were well and truly up against it without Munster and, and Hunt brought a fucking monumental performance uh, to the table to, to cover that and all credit to him. Um, and I think New South Wales struggled struggled to claw back the momentum when it got away from them and um, yeah, that was that was that. They they weren't allowed, you know, things like Cleary not having that little bit of extra time and space um, for much of the game. Um, Luai doing instinctive things and unfortunately finding Talakai out there instead of Toto at one point. And it just things like that. Well, no, he, no look, he, he found no one. Well, that's fair. But Talakai then went back to grab it and then he tried to chuck it in. The <laughs> <laughs> the absolute fucking spack that he is. My God. He's one of those Nathan Merritt types that's just never... Never to represent again. The fact, and I think you may have even mentioned it last night, but the fact that he was there in the first place based on on 40 minutes of, of outstanding football against yeah. a guy that is not even on the level of the guys that he would potentially be have defending him at origin level, if you know what I mean. Like it's, and, 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 and like coming back a week after having coronavirus as well. Yeah. Like fuck, and like that, and it really was that one performance. I mean, he's had a couple of you know decent performances, but that was the that was the one that sort of put him on the map. Mm. You know what I mean, and, and um, I don't know that he's had a game like or even forty minutes, um, but he certainly hasn't had eighty minutes worth of those moments that he had in that first half against Manly um, before yep. or after that, and to be picked for Origin based on that. Is is wrong, and it's it's poor can, selection. Can I put a tinfoil hat on at the moment? Yes. How much of that you reckon has to do with the current coach of the Sharks and the current coach of the Blues? Now we know Freddie doesn't select the side, and there are other people in there that he has to have an influence. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's a bullshit selection that um that wasn't wasn't necessary. And, I um, think Stephen Crichton. They're a better bench forward. Sorry, you go. So yeah, so they're, they're better. They're a better you know bench forwards available because that's really what you want to substitute mm. for. You're not fucking subbing a, a centre exactly off yeah. at any point of a game. So <laughs> and and at Origin, he's not a, like he's not Kurt Capewell. No, no. By by any stretch of the imagination, so it's not even cover. No. For well, he's got his one thing that he does, and um and when you drop the fucking ball. Mm. Every time you get it, you're not doing it very well. And yet. I don't know that he's. A, I don't think he's a fantastic defender. And by weight of sheer size, no, he's not. He's not a great lateral mover either. And no. when you've got, you know, guys like Ponga, um, Val Holmes, and and you know, obviously Cobo and and those guys. I know Cobo got hurt, but you know what I mean. Like guys that have good feet and change direction at a million miles an hour without losing any pace. If yeah. you can't move well laterally. <laughs> at it, that it, level, it's I, I very interesting. Like there, were, there were a couple of tackles last night that him and Paolo were in together, and and the, the similarities in their body shape mm. and and stature is so fucking striking that you go, well, hang on. So so Paolo's in there up the guts for the entire game, you know, working his ring off there. This guy's playing out on an edge. How like how how is that a good decision? Mm. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, let's, let's let's be real as well. I mean, he was on for like fucking what twenty minutes. I mean, so he's hardly the fucking reason of uh, you know. Yeah, not at all. Not uh, at all. He's probably probably doesn't even deserve the amount of time that's had spent on him. You know, there are far there are far more pressing issues. I mean, there are, you know, and like I'd like to you know be a Dairy Queen and focus on the the good the good and um, you know like from the the Queensland side rather than the the uh, the abject failures on New South Wales side from the coach down. Um, <laughs> Freddie was literally outcoached by a fucking first timer. Yep. By like uh, the interchanges, the bench selections in the first place, then the interchanges as the game goes on, the failure to adapt to the changing landscape of of the game and how things were ebbing and flowing. Because there was a time there. I mean, like I don't know if you guys felt the same, but I mean, in the sort of second half of the the second period portion of that first half, when New South Wales got up to about what was twelve six. It felt super comfortable. Like New South mm-hmm. Wales were rolling, and it was like a matter of time. And then it was that that two point mistake, dropping the ball over the sideline, giving Queensland the possession to try get a quick score before the break, and that would have given them a lot of confidence and brought them back into the game. But twelve six at half time is a is a massive difference to twelve ten that it became. Yeah. And then and in the second half, I mean, fuck, like, I mean, Daly Daly kicked for for over a hundred more meters. Than the entire New South Wales side combined, the majority of which was Cleary, which was you know probably about four hundred or something to you know daily seven hundred, and just unfucking believable to. I mean, even even this decision from Billy Slater to tell him to fucking kick early in sets, and then we're watching the ball bounce twenty meters past Tedesco and and Tupo, yeah. every fucking time they started their set. So every time they're starting their set, like 10, 20 meters out. But it happened the whole Queensland second half, just, which would speak yeah. to the fact that there there was no adjustment. Or no exactly. direction to adjust on the bl- on the blue from, yeah, on the from blue New side South of Wales perspective. Either it didn't come from well, clearly it didn't come from the coach, but the players didn't take it upon themselves either. And this is the New South Wales. This is a Queensland <laughs> side that had had lost their winger in like the first or second minute of the game. Yep. So they were run. They were running. You know, they were running a back rower out in the out, outside. So although, again, New South Wales although, are still no, too again. terrified to drop a guy back to sweep. In the event that there was an early kick, close close to the greatest centre in state of origin over the last five years, Kurt Capewell. Well, who, who doesn't have a Serbian name, I suppose? But yeah, you know, on Queensland side of the ledger, of course. No, Luttrell's not Serbian. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the player, the, the the player of the series last year, and the and the Dali M player of the year last year. Just um, be fucking you know, very. You know, very I'm, I'm trying. I, to be I, I, I am, mate. You, no, 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 you're not though. That's a but thing. this, this you know, series should you know have what you're for... fucking doing, and Glenn's face says he knows what you're fucking doing too. This, this series so. shouldn't have counted because New South Wales had an injury. Well, that's true. I mean, multiple injuries. Yeah. I mean, like Latrell wasn't right to even be selected until the third game. That's it. Tommy out for the whole thing. Yeah. And then the failure of Freddie in the selection committee not bringing Ruben Garrick in because let me tell you, he would have caught that fucking pass out on the left there from Luai, no matter how fucking there it was. I mean, yeah, Garrick would have scooped that up and probably gone to, gone the fucking length. Well, I, game, game back on. I tell you what, <laughs> you know, you know who runs down Ben Hunt, Ruben Garrick, Josh Adok, all day every Josh day. Josh Car. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he does. You're fucking 100 yeah. percent correct. Well, Josh Adokar doesn't drop the, the Josh Adokar doesn't stand a meter in from the sideline and just fucking drop the ball over the sideline yeah. with like a minute left That's before half time too, hanging on to a six point lead. Yeah, yeah. look. Mistakes were made, refs were faulted, and um, <laughs> some of the talking points that I've seen just from my observations today on social media, um, Tino, 
getting involved, Trent Waterhouse style, I suppose, in the fight between Birdo and um, Dan Gagai. Bin or no bin? Fucking bin, third man in. He ran in. Mm. And, and the, look, the counterpoints I've heard is, but he was the closest player. He didn't run from across the field. Yeah, or something. that's like, it. He got involved in some shit that he shouldn't. Didn't even he get ran in and in. headlocked a cunt that was getting punched. Mm. Yep, yep. Fuck exactly. off. That that's the reason the rule was was invented. I mean, he could have done the you know he, if he, he he could have done the you know the honourable thing, and instead stood of between grabbing them. him and holding him, he could have stood between them, or he could have sort of stepped Gagai out of the way, and he could have flogged Birdo. <laughs> Like, 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 Allah when when Gary Jack tried to fight Matthew Ridge and he, and Ian Roberts came mm. in and, and fucked him up. Like, I think the common the big denominator man, big man is look up, big man look after little man yeah. thing. You know what I mean? But, but um, you know, either way, Birdo was getting a flogging. He, here's my thing though. Like, and again, you need you need to pick your battles. Is it well? This is Origin, so we 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 loosen up a little bit. Why why didn't it go back to the fact that Birdo was fucking blindsided off the ball? by someone who ran in from the fucking wing, which kicked it all off. Like, the, but, but also, like, well, he, to, there's another to thing be to fair, think about Birdo it. did... He, the collision, you, not, you can't do much about it. He then did attempt to trip Ponga as he was running past him, which... No, he, then, no, he crashed into Ponga. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's then got then that headgear on. Like, he doesn't... It's like blinkers. He didn't see him. He just tripped over him. You know, you know. I mean, that should be Nathan, three weeks for Ponga. You, if anything. Well, so he's supposed to do you a reverse pin drop and get off the ground without his legs moving. Well, whatever. Can't got his fucking. Um, ended but, up getting his face punched in. Whatever. Yeah, but here's oh, he he the, the other thing. Like Birdo, probably Birdo clearly was not fighting back for the first little bit, yeah. and then he's only like, "Well, fuck, I've eaten." There's, you know, there's no fucking whistle no coming. I'm, I'm, there's no whistle coming, and I've got this fucking mulleted cunt. The only person here to save me is Tino. And now everyone yeah. wants Tino fucking sent to the bin. It I mean, saved the man's be, life. Should there be a discount or like a non-sin bidding if you're like, look, I'm trying to uphold the rules of the game here and not fucking fire back because I'm not because I'm a rule-abiding player and yeah. I understand that a punch is a sin bin. So I'm, but I mean, that's the rules aren't clearly. But then what, what not, happens if he fucking? Where's the, where's the big ball guy from Jerry Springer to fucking come in there? This cunt's got a couple of shots in on me. Serious question. Where's two shots you know, to the fucking point? head? Where was the HIA? Did they have to do an HIA while they were in the sin bin? Or do punches not count as fucking head contact? What happens if... Too many questions. Question. Too many questions. What happens, what happens if Birdo fails his HIA? And the other one doesn't? He's a cat. Or vice versa? I mean, that would still be technically foul play and you could bring Man 18 in, yeah. right? So, um, but th- this game was, was a carbon copy of game one from the fact that Queensland out-enthused in every area of that game. Every single fucking area of that game. And New South Wales didn't have... There, there wasn't the togetherness that New South Wales had in Game 2. You know, in, in Game 2, they really looked to be there doing it for each other. In this one, it was, well, everyone's sort of hanging back and just trying to do their their little isolated bit without caring so much about what's what's going on. That's such a fucking unquantifiable. But the, the fact that, that, you know, and, and this is, again, this comes down to Cleary and, and I guess being more in that cronk mould 
than a John's mold. As in, I'd fucking love him to have the head that goes, oh yeah, fuck, you know what? Let, let, let's kick out early and let's get the guys around. I don't know if that's a respect thing and he was waiting for Teddy to do something. Um, you know, is Teddy that guy? to change tactics on the fly or is Teddy the guy that goes, I oh, will just do exactly what my coach has always told me because that's won me premierships and that's, you know, exactly what I've always done. Um, why don't you fucking like, you know, look at what, how the game's being played and, you know, as a, as in the playmaking primary playmaking position, take it upon yourself to actually fucking make a play. Because let me tell you the little fucking chip kick 30 meters out the la- on the last yeah, throw of the dive. That's not it. Hey. It doesn't, it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter if it clears Ben Hunt and bounces. No one's fucking no one's catching that. That's it. That's going straight but, to a Queensland but, player and game over anyway. Yeah, exactly. But the the if you look at the first half, and, and Glennie was right, when he was getting the service and the time that he gets from Arpy, then they were slowly winning that territorial battle. It started off, you know, they they took the the first couple of losses in, in terms of, of territory through penalties. But... They were winning that territorial battle without having to kick early in the set. But then the New South Wales defence was not aggressive enough. Was just not aggressive enough. And Queensland made far too many fucking metres every single fucking time. Uh, the attitude that that Queensland team displayed to a man across that park, you mix that with a fucking career game from Ponga. And the team effort was the difference, you know? Yeah, the, the individual brilliance helped, but the fact that to a man, every single Queensland player got in there and did their job, whereas there are a couple of New South Wales players who either had fucking brain explosions, like Jesus Christ, you know, critter trying to offload 10 metres out from your own line. Oh, throwing it into the in-goal yeah, area when, as well, yeah. Just a fucking Hail Mary. Like, shit like that. You know what? Yeah, you, you, you can get away with that, when you have a fucking defensive team that are the best in the competition and the people attacking that defensive team are not all rep players, then maybe you can get away with that shit. But in that arena, that that's got to be kiboshed. Um, is one of your talking points, the, the rotate, the bench rotation that we were sent? Um, no, but we can talk about that. I mean, that, that's, that was, I mean, I, was talk, I did speak about the bench rotation, but I didn't mention what we were sent from Coxie. But uh, yeah, one of the one of our uh, listeners sent us a photograph. He was near the New South Wales coaching area, and um, and he took a photo of the bench rotation they had uh, on, on the on the desk. And I think you you did you put it on oh, no, Coxie? I think he put it in the Facebook group himself. I think he did. I've um, I've got it here if you want to read it. But the, the, essentially, if you go back through the game and look at the, the minute marks when those bench rotation, obviously something had to change with Cam Murray going off in the first minute. However, other than that. Those milestones on the on the bench rotations were all hit pretty much fucking bang on yeah. the minute, which means that Freddie went in there with a bench bench rotation plan, and no matter what the game threw up and what sort of permutations and twists and turns that he had to encounter, he didn't. He still kept this rigid fucking plan, yeah. and he was swapping guys out at, at these predetermined times. Um, so the, there's a, a texter, you know, clipped onto the board, so you can't see a couple of them, but. So you can't see the first interchange. You do know what happened at minute 25. The second interchange planned was Angus Crichton. You can't see who he was due mm-hmm. to come on for at minute 30. 
right? Um, what I can assume, though, is that it might it might have been Junior Polo, because then the third interchange is Polo coming back on for someone else. Oh, no, hang on, it might have been Jakey, because Jakey has to come back on for Angus Crichton. So it might have been Crichton for Jakey at minute 30. Then Jakey for Crichton at minute 45. Then Cook for Coruscant at minute 55. Now, how fucking obvious was it to us watching the game that Appy had done everything he needed to do for the first 25 minutes of that half? Yep. And Queensland were fucking gassed and that was the time to get Cook out there. Yep. Like all three yep. of us came to that conclusion like almost yep. instantaneously. Yeah. And also then start Appy out and rebuild it again from half time on. But his his plan, Freddie's plan, was to bring Cook in at minute fifty five. Yep. So after everyone Which is like had, about half an hour after you brought him on the in the second yeah. game too, which was highly successful. Like you know fucking um, then uh, Talakai for Murray at minute 60 to play the game out. Which happened, yep. yeah. I mean, not with Murray, but... And and then Crichton for Paolo in minute 70. Which, you know, okay, you get that. Paolo needs a rest. He's, he's a big body. Um, yep. And then the final one's Murray for Yo in minute 75. What? Yeah. Why the fuck are you wasting two an guys. interchange? On two guys that are 80-minute players. On, it, it, fucking hell. Yeah, eighty-minute plays. Like, even if the game well, not, was twice as fast yeah. as it was last night, and yeah. that's to say that's a statement because it was a fucking quick game. Both of those cunts could still play eighty minutes. Exactly. Now, and, yeah. and again, sure, one of the head knocked, was, you know, knocked like, out, but yeah. Um, but why? Why is that on there at any stage ever? That and one? that I guess that to <laughs> me is, is what doesn't surprise me about the fact that no one changed up anything at all on the field. Yeah. I mean, if you assume that the interchanges remain rigid, like, like we saw yeah. them play out as per that piece of paper, then perhaps, you know, game plans and shit like that, you know, also remain extremely yeah, rigid. Exactly. And, and, so. and, you know, didn't change either. Okay. So the, the, the next one was, um, Luai has been copping it today for sort of standing over, um, Selwyn Cobo's dead body and, you know, flexing on him and giving him the business. Um, one, for doing it and then two and he's come out today saying I've got you know I'm not apologising for anything I've got nothing to apologise for now look in the heat of the battle and everything like that I don't care about players flexing on you know that's you know it's it's, it's not great but I don't care about it because I mean this is the sort of shit that Origin is built on you know that people you know yeah. people love it but the, the thing I do have a problem with him going oh I've got nothing to apologise for and it's not because he had to apologise but just because it's a brainless fucking yeah you do. it's it's a, it's a brainless public relations exercise exactly. to go out and say dumb shit like that where he could have said look I, I had the opportunity to fucking um, catch up with Selwyn in the sheds after the game and uh, and you know, we had a chat and everything like that and he's a great young player and I'm glad he's okay exactly and, yeah, that, he just had to say something like that That's but he's it. too busy caught in this fucking you know, me, tough me against the world. world. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, exactly. Um, and and the, you know, oh, I got nothing. To yeah, dude. Yeah, you probably you you, you you probably don't, but you don't say that because I mean, it feeds all this other fucking shit. See, here's the thing, though. This story needs some context. Um, like, have you seen that the police, New South Wales police, are currently looking to to um, have laws 
which will essentially make you know drill and trap music on social media uh, bannable. Oh, and, so you're saying that he's got a lot of fucking pressures in his life well, at the moment? No, but Luai Lu being from you know the like the actual hood. Did you see like after Selwyn Cobo got hit? I reckon he like when he was on the ground, his hands threw about nine different gang signs. <laughs> and so Romy was just confused. He didn't know who if he was friend or foe. And so that's why he started fucking puffing up. He didn't know if something was gonna kick off. He thought it was gonna be fucking Valley Train Station two point <laughs> So. Yeah, but Selwyn Cobo was already the guy with the shaving cut <laughs> <laughs> at that point. So, I mean, it was kind yeah, of yeah. fast-forwarded. You go watch um, it. The cunt was playing an invisible piano. Mate, Mount Druitt ain't the actual hood. It's oh, no, that's Ayers, because you've got to be from Ayers to be hard, that's right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the last people thing. from Ayers go to Mount Druitt on their fucking holidays. Look, okay. Mount, Mount Druitt's <laughs> poor. Ayers is poor and dumb. I don't know how long it's been since you've been to Mount Druid's son, but might need to toddle on back there. Now, Raise finally, their IQ. The other, the other, the other talking point from around the game was uh, was Joey Johns on the commentary panel after the game, uh, where they were asking me yeah, where it went wrong and things like that, and he sort of, and he just sort of responded in like a. A shitty man, you know, like really pissed off man. Like, oh yeah, now I've got to listen to listen to the bullshit that you carry on with for the next twelve months. Now, people, it's funny. There's, there's, you think of the responses and you think of where the people making the responses are from. So Queensland is like, oh, oh suck it, oh yeah, I love the tears or whatever, you know. And then, but in the same, in the same mouth, in, in the same sentence, I'll go, oh, New South Wales don't get Origin. Let me tell you, I've got no problem with what Joey did. I love seeing someone that pissed off about the result. Yeah. Like from the New South Wales side. This is the guy who obviously, you know, played in winning series. He's, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. For him to be like, you know, that invested in it and that pissed off about the result, fucking great. I love it. And Queensland Queensland fans should fucking love it as well because it, it it's I mean it's someone that's given shit as much shit about origin as uh, given given a shit about origin as much as they do yeah or as much as they say they do yep you know so um so yeah no problem making the coach next year so you want to tolerate this fucking grass touching fucking crystal ball yeah Freddie's not it hey like we no yeah that should have been what's a the, what's the grass touching crystal I've missed that. Oh, Freddie! You know yeah, they take their boots off. It was year one. They walk around year on one the, with they, Freddie. They walk around on the field on the grass with bare feet, you know, to sort of to earth themselves and, you know, straight up, straight up, fucking more Lombard bullshit. Yeah, but like oh, the yeah. like the like not, there's there's not <laughs> even any like you know what if there was some hey we're doing this. Freddie grew Omni, up in Penrith. Out out of out of respect to the traditional um, inhabitants of the land. Who, who walked barefoot, we're going to do that too and be grateful for the everything that we have and ba da ba da ba da ba da It's not even that kind of... No, it's just it's just something it's, it's just something you, you read on fucking Pete Evans's Facebook yeah, it's I, or David Avocado Wolf. It's I don't use deodorant, but I hold a crystal under my armpits all day. Yeah. Oh. Stink out my friends and family. Yeah. And oh, just the, the, the irony that a bloke that fucking played... In the under fucking tens at St Clair, where if you walked around the field in bare feet, you'd fucking finish up with fucking needle thongs. Um, yeah, 
the fact that he's fucking wanting people to walk around in bare feet because it fucking might mean something. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's that's all I had on that one. Do you guys want to add anything else? I mean, I suppose there's some socials to talk about this game. Oh, you would have thought so. Hang on. Let me fucking see. It's what Jay says when he's done fuck all about the socials. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I had completely forgotten we were supposed to record. Um, um, until didn't... Glenn sent a message and said he'll be late. Because <laughs> so. you were asleep at the time. I was like, yep, thank you. <laughs> um, I thought, you know, I want to shout out to Tom Dearden. Um, oh, yes. I, for one, didn't, didn't rate him at the Broncos, and I thought it was an odd... Um, tug of war that they engaged in when the Cowboys um, and, and Cowboys obviously eventually, yeah, eventually signed him. Um, he's an integral part of that um, that Cowboys side, but he he last night he's a guy now that could step into that. Or, you know, obviously Munster's going to be the first choice six, but he could step into that that origin team now and and he's not going to let anyone down and and he wasn't overawed he stood up to his defensive tasks and they ran junior polo at him uh fairly consistently and he stood up to the task so um special shout out to him he, he had yeah know, well he, played, he played with that. he was fucking great he he played in, in in a way that I would describe as like unshackled by like the burdens and pressure of an origin debut in a decider mm. You know, sort of thing, and and honestly, my my main thought on Dearden is, well, I mean, imagine, can you imagine being a club that fucked him off mid season <laughs> for fucking Albert Kelly? Yeah, can you can you imagine? Mm. Crazy, um, like and and you think the Tigers have done some poor business fucking decisions over the years? For for New South Wales, I thought Saifidi had a an honourable debut, like a, a couple of errors, yeah, but. You, you forgive that in a in a front rower, um, but was was I reckon close to the best performing prop or, or middle forward that we had? Uh, and I know he came on in that space of the game where you know maybe uh, Damien Cook would have been useful, fucking carving them up. Yeah, um, meters a little bit easier but, to come by, but no, he was he 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 impressed me. You know, just on the contrast between my expectations and what he delivered. Yeah, that's it. Um, what do we got here? Um, look, there, there was a whole bunch of people who were Dragons fans buying premiership tickets, uh, grand final tickets, I should say, um, because apparently they've forgotten that apart from Ben Hunt, they also have the rest of the Dragons team. <laughs> but um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we all know that Dragons fans are fuckwits, and um, they all expect that Ben Hunt will come back to the Dragons, and so will the rest of the Queensland side. But they're fucking idiots. Um, uh, One-Eyed Tiger. Our mate Steve said, that game will not be topped outstanding. It was a fucking good game. Uh, Nathan he said, Sifa and Tupu can hold hands and jump off the story bridge. <laughs> um, Michael, he said, we're Penrith conspiring for New South Wales to lose. Clearly, all of a sudden, plays like a front rower. Crichton is totally out of depth. Where is Luai? Freddie got fingered with his selections. What was he thinking? That's it. Um, yeah, look, in hindsight, maybe putting a bit of fucking pressure on Luttrell to come in there at right centre might have been might have been the move. <laughs> <laughs> I take back everything I said about him prioritising his club. No. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, fuck. That, that's the other thing I want to say. Um, if you haven't seen it, 
the the rabbits the club have put out a documentary uh, on Latrell's journey over in the states to okay. to get himself rehabbed. And where can people watch that on YouTube? It's okay, on YouTube. Go to the official South Sydney. I was going to say because I couldn't go to their Twitter because I'm blocked. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it's it's fucking great. It I don't know what I did. Probably like, said that should have been kicked out again or something. But it's close to the best piece of content that I've seen put out by an NRL club. Wow. Um, in in the fact that it is professionally shot, the only people in it of, of any worth are him and the guy over in the states that's rehabbing him. Yep. They do like you know I've it, it interests me like watching what they're doing. Um, other people might might find it a bit a bit lengthy, but the fucking maturity that's coming through in Latrell and how he speaks and all of it's ad-libbed, you know? Yeah, yep. sure, they might have done a couple of takes, you know, but um, yeah. even to the fact that you can, and this might sound trivial, but you can see him trying to hold back the swearing. A couple of them just come through when he's getting really passionate about something, but um, the way he speaks about what he does and the self-awareness that he has, like there's a stage there where um, he's been inside uh, doing you know squats and band resistance training and lunges and all of these just static movements and he's starting to get the shits with it and th- so after a couple of days the guy's like okay you can run tomorrow and they get him on this field right yeah. and Latrell he's so fucking pumped he's there and he spends a day doing running exercises he's like a fucking kid in a candy shop he just gets to run all day yeah. and then the next day the guy's like cool we're back in the gym all day and he fucking cracks it, like spits it. But then he talks through his awareness of what he was doing and how that looked and what he needed to do. And it, like, it, the, if that guy turns into an actual fucking leader, he will be an immortal. Mm. So if you, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Um, he already has such an aura about him and a presence amongst his peers at any level of the game, including Origin that adding that extra layer of leadership that yeah is it it's it's not only what he could do for the bunnies or what he could do for New South Wales potentially or Australia but that extra level of leadership and maturity and what it could do and what the things that that would allow him to do within his community that he's so passionate about and with his people is is fucking it could potentially amazing. You know, you've got Thurston and, and Inglis and and a lot of the other um indigenous boys that have, have really um given back in, in huge ways um yeah. to, to their communities. But Latrell just has a different presence about him and and you know you can see people gravitate towards him and just like I said, the extra layer of leadership and maturity is, is potentially fucking f- amazing for him on and off the field. Yeah. And, and look, here's the thing. I don't think GI ever got there. And not because he didn't have it in him, but because he was actually a very reserved personality. He's an introvert. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Latrell's the opposite. Mm. You know? uh, yeah, a fucking great watch. Yeah, 45 minutes, so there's a bit of time to it. Um. But yeah, I, I fucking highly recommend it. Uh, Nat said, can someone do me a favour and do up a Photoshop of Luai laughing at himself? I'm too busy having an orgasm and don't know when it will end. 
<laughs> um, I actually did see that. And I did. See, I, I saw that James Westphone so did that. Who, as, yeah, whoever's, on Facebook. whoever's done that, you fucking better send some royalties to to good old Nat, whose only joy this year is Queensland winning because the Raiders are fucking shit. Um, what else was good? Uh, Dragons fans, Dragons fans, Talakai bashing, Talakai bashing, Talakai bashing. Ben said, Blues take the series 66 to 50. <laughs> oh, love it. That's when you know you're fucking, fucking down love it. and you go the aggregate route. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony, he said, pretty sure it's one of those fake tests for Russian betters. Did you guys see that shit? <laughs> fucking hilarious. Fucking Did you see it, Glenny? No, I didn't see it. Oh, so there was a bunch of Indian scammers staged a fake IPL match and sold it to Russian betting agencies. <laughs> <laughs> and so they had like professional sounding commentary on it and they were feeding what had to happen, like hit a six, hit a four. Crowd noises. <laughs> and crowd noises and shit. Like, like <laughs> But, but... And it looked budget like, they were, it, like, they like were, the actual field yeah. action looked like a, they, a you know, they were on a, a park they were on a farm, yeah. And they had um, a fucking synthetic wicket, you know, like the plastic wickets, pitches, yeah, yeah. sorry, the plastic <laughs> pitches you can put down. So they had a plastic pitch on dirt, and they paid agricultural labourers to put on genuine like IPL fan uniforms <laughs> and oh. sit there. And so they're fucking malnourished. And shit. Oh, it's fucking God. The, the greatest thing ever. So, so that comment fucking Russian hit. betting agencies, which probably are tied to Russian mafia representatives. So <laughs> yeah. cool gag, guys. But um, did I ever tell you the story about um, a former uh, business owner that I was involved with in the MI many years uh, ago? But look, before, before we start the story, Matthew says, Brad Fittler shits the bet again. I hope Gus appoints him at the dogs. Be great to see. There you go. Good times. Lovely. Sorry. Go. Now your story. MI story. Very quick. Um, so, racehorse deal with uh, with Russia goes bad. <clears throat> Australian guy ends up being owed money by Russians. Uh, sends his representative slash heavy over to Russia who flies over, gets off the plane, gets in the cab, gets to the hotel, checks in, goes upstairs, puts his bag down, the phone in the room rings, he picks up the phone, the guy says, we know who you are, we know why you're here, you have 45 minutes to get the fuck out of that room and never come back here again, Um, or we have people waiting downstairs that'll be inside that room within an hour and you'll be dead. He hung up the phone, picked up his bag, Went downstairs, checked out, got in a cab, flew the fuck home. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know about those guys on the farm. They might be in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they might be. Um, and yeah, life is cheap. Like life can be very cheap over there at times as well. So, I mean, there might just be a bunch of them fucking. Yeah. Uh, but that farm might have a have, have a digger on there fucking digging a a large hole to dump. <laughs> That's exactly it. Although, look, a, a lot of the time. You know, it's not. It won't be the Russians that'll get you. It'll be someone else that sells you out and then goes to the Russians mm. and said, oh, "I fixed this problem for you. You owe me a favour." Yeah. So. Mm. Right. So that's it for the socials. That's it. 
Okay, finally then, let's look at round 18 uh, coming up this week. We're back into the full rounds of action and we start on Friday night, the pub slot game. The Cowboys take on the Sharks up there at the Abattoir in Townsville. The Cowboys side, asterisks on everything because, you know, we don't know who's backing up from Origin, who's not, with the exception of the Panthers who have been fairly um, transparent about what they're doing. But um, Dearden and Gilbert have been named. Holmes and Nanai have not. Uh, Talangi's got COVID. And, uh, Jordan McLean's got the hamstring injury sustained in camp with New South Wales. They're out. So uh, Brendan Elliott comes in for Talangi on the wing. Tanoa Brown's in for McLean. Hess is back and goes in at prop. And uh, Lemuelu is in the back row as well. Um, the Sharky side. So Hines uh, and Rudolph are back from their COVID excursion. Trindle drops out of the 17 for feeder to the bench. Nakora is suspended and he uh, so he's out and Wilson starts second row. And expecting Talakai to back up. But we shall see. I mean, he didn't do a lot, so mm. he's only 20 minutes, so he should be all right. I expect the Cowboys. I expect, expect yeah. the Cowboys to win at home. Uh, they've been far too good there for for plenty of sides this season, and um, <clears throat> Sharks are worthy opponents. But Cowboys at home, uh, defensively they'll be they'll be strong, and um, I, th- yeah, I think I, we'll I, see how unworthy an opponent the Sharks actually are. Oh wow! Okay, to be honest. Big call. Cool. Yeah, look, me. I'm going to go the Cowboys just just based on the fact that the 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 attitude they have as a club, um, and uh, with buoyant Origin players returning it. as well, and so. and again um, would have been preparing for this. It, it's not as not like this would have would have shocked them. They've had weeks and weeks and weeks to understand what's happening. So yeah, um, yeah, right. The Eels take on the Warriors in the Friday late game at Combank Stadium in uh, Parramatta. Now, the Eels side, Paulo named to back up. Uh, Nukore moves to lock, Makatol to the bench, and uh, Arthur. What? Replaces Opacek on the bench. Um, no Ryan Madison to be seen. Uh, the Warriors side. Okay, so <laughs> the massive changes here. So uh, DWZ, he's out. He's got COVID. Um, Ronald Volkman has a virus that's not COVID. Bailey Sirenen uh, with an eye injury all out. Reese Walsh and uh, Jack Murchie will return. Uh, Harris Tavita switches to the halves to cover Volkman's absence. Murchie replaces Sirenen uh, on the bench. And Cozy is in for DWZ on the wing um, after coming over from the feeder club, Redcliffe. Look, I mean, Eel's right. Warriors can't. It was all very. Warriors can't. It was all very inspirational. It was all very inspirational for the Warriors to have their return and everything over there. They but played the yeah, fucking Tigers, it. mate. Come on. Look, but the West Tigers are always in a fucking game. Kinda. That's how it goes, isn't it? Apparently. So. Yeah. Look, I think the Eels, even if they're not being serious at this time of season, I still think the Eels have got it all over the Warriors. Their defense is just not fucking good enough. Fair. Frankly, and uh, the Eels are going to throw far too much at them. Yeah, um, look, it, it, it does appear that uh, just having having Parramatta players around seems to prevent rep teams from winning. Um, so it, it stopped New South Wales in game one. Um, Clint Gutherson was in the dressing room 
last night. When I saw him in the tunnel, when I saw him in the tunnel oh. uh, after half time, I was just like, oh, fucking here we that's go. That's it. Well, that's, you know, again, you, you can now tell why New South Wales was, was so demotivated. If, yeah. if, you had, if you had somebody that was a fucking reserve walking around calling himself the king, I'd, mm. I'd be depressed. I'd, be, I'd feel like I did after I saw the video of that poor cunt in the valley. That's what, like, he would have fucking... Correct. He would have knifed my fucking soul's artery seeing him in that dressing room. Um, no. Uh, yeah, Parramatta, far too strong. Far too strong. The Roosters, the Roosters take on the Dragons at uh, Central Coast Stadium on Saturday afternoon. The Roosters' side, okay, Manu remains at six. Teddy, Tupo and Crichton all named to back up. We shall see. Uh, Letters is back on the bench and Lodge is named in the reserves uh, in jersey number 19. The Dragons' side, Rabalawa is out with the, what was the hamstring he did during that game last weekend? Um, Tarek Sims, yeah, obviously suspended. <laughs> uh, they're out of the side. Um, Tau Tau Mongo is on the wing. DeBell and Locke comes in to replace them. Uh, Woods joins the bench. And Ben Hunt straight back in at halfback to back up post-origin at this stage with Sullivan dropping out. Roosters are handy. Yeah. Roosters are handy favourites in this game. Um... <clears throat> That's reputation alone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've said it a few times, they're not really impressing me um, in large part, the, the Roosters this season. Um, Dragons were competitive in large patches last week without getting the job done. Um, I feel like this might be an upset. I, th- I feel like the Dragons might be. And that, look, the Dragons are a fucking shell of a club. They've got one decent player and their fan base are a pack of cunts but I think they might win this game. Look, I'm still back the Roosters just in, in the, not in the hope, but in the expectation that the class will tell across the park. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I think guys, you know, guys like Teddy and Manu can attack the lateral movement of like your Moses Sulis. And like the, realistically, the Roosters should have it all over them through the forwards as well but look it hasn't it hasn't panned out that way though you know and, and it's unpredictable when it does you know when it does go bad they've also the so. they've also got a few cunts that will be fucking licking their wounds from last night and yeah. and the dragons have the greatest redemption story of the past decade Ben Hunt. Yep, turns out he can catch them when they're going up, but not when not they're going, when they're going down. That's it. So, so we split there, are we? I'm going roosters. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going roosters too. Just again, because across the park, um, there's too much talent, and fucking Manu's just a freak. Yep. Okay. Saturday afternoon at Brookie, the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Newcastle Knights. Um, unchanged lineup. Uh, Jakey and Daly are named to back up. I can't imagine that they wouldn't. Um, Aloye is in the 18, so he should be back. I believe that like he got knocked out in that game playing for Samoa uh, the weekend before last, which put him out of last week. So I think in the meantime as well, I think he might have COVID last week as well. But um, it should, I imagine that he'd it'd be, I'd be interested to see what happens in that last hour when they're finalising the team and it wouldn't surprise me if he comes in and starts uh, who go, who drops out I don't know I mean yeah, pick one Kepi or uh, Tapao and I'd be happy uh, the night side 
So Pongo, Saifidi, and Gagai return from origin duty. Uh, Gagai will replace Brad and Bess with a thumb injury. Um, Ponga pushes uh, Sexy Hoy out of the side and Saifidi on the bench. Croker out of the squad, while Thompson and Randall drop to reserves. Jaden Bradley starts hooker with Sasangi and Jones on the interchange. Confident of a win at Brookie over the Newcastle Knights, I would have to say. Um, I don't think the Knights have particularly turned it all around quite yet. I mean, they had some uh, you know, fortunate opposition to uh, feel like that they, you know, can claw a win back. But uh, I, I think that uh, I, don't, I, I, can't, I cannot see an eventuality with the Seagulls losing this game, uh, except for the cursed fucking jerseys that they're going to be rolling. I think it's, I think it's this game that they're rolling out that fucking jersey with the, the blue bottom part. Um, so look, that's always a wild card, but I think that uh, you know, and if in doubt. I mean, Daly's shown the way. If in doubt, just kick on the third tackle from your own twenty and turn every set into a fucking turn turn every set into a, into a fucking uh, defensive powerhouse set and uh, just let the Knights fucking play from their own twenty all game. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I still I still think the only you know like Clune's improving, Milford's improving. I mean, Ponga took you know he'd take a lot of confidence out of his performance in the decider because as we, as we said, it was like certainly an attack at least. I mean, it was his career game. Um, but this, you know, there's a couple of weak leaks in the chain there too, and uh, not quite prepared to say the Knights are back yet. No, I think Manly will win and, yeah. and win fairly handily, uh, especially at home at Brookvale. I, I think anything positive you can say of Newcastle this week, you you can say the same of Manly. As in, you know, best case scenario, Caelan Ponga comes back if he plays, and and you know. Had, has that that post origin bounce? You know, DCE is the same. So, um, yeah, yeah merely. The Gold Coast Titans take on the Brisbane Broncos at Hope Solo Coliseum. The Titans side clinging onto their head coach after getting rid of Dimmick, the defensive coach, and uh, through the week. And uh, so, yeah, now it's Holbrook trying to save his job. The Titans side, uh, Big Tino backs up from Origin, um, but Holbrook. In desperation to save his job, he's pulled out the axe. Um, so Sefo Fafida, Corey Thompson, and Philip Sammy all come into the back line with Kelly, Osako, and Marzu dropping to reserves. Boyd and Sexton in the halves. Uh, Turner benched. Uh, Booth is hooker over Clark, who's also benched. Jared Wallace is out, and Jolliffe comes onto the bench. The Broncos side. Oates and Carrigan are named to back up. Capewell and Cobbo are not. Well, I guess yeah, Cobbo, impossible for him, right? Um... Corey Pags is out also after sustaining a head knock, so Turpin joins the bench. Oh, this one is this you know, asked me about this game last year and asked me about this game this year. I know, hey. And it's far more fucking cut and dry now, isn't it? I think the Broncos will win this and they're gonna fucking win it by a thousand. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think they'll blow the Titans off the park. This might be the this might be the straw that breaks the back of Holbrook's coaching career. Um I would I suggest I would suggest that the Titans are getting everything they deserve. So, what, for, for what reason exactly? What's the reason of the week? Oh, just because fuck the Titans. I'm over the Titans. I tried to be Derek <laughs> Queen on the Titans. I tried to be. I really did. Um, yeah. But time to fold it up and maybe try again in Perth? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Get, get someone else in from New Zealand, maybe? That's it. 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm. All right, done. The experiment's failed. Why'd you toss out the t- toss out the test tubes? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sterilise the fucking Bunsen burners. Yeah, exactly. It's done. It's done. Well, there's, yeah. Pack it up. All right. <laughs> yeah. No need. <laughs> West Tigers take on the Penrith Panthers, uh, two p.m. Sunday, uh, at Combank Stadium, and this one. Dewey moves to five eighth. Brooksy halfback. Hastings lock. Tamau returns at prop. Mamalo back on the wing, so that drops Tupo to the reserves. Matamua starts in back row. Um, Pole and Garner benched, and uh, Stefano, he's out of the squad. Simkin joins the bench. The Panthers side, no origin players backing up. O'Sullivan and Falls in the new halves pairing. Jennings with a rare appearance at centre. Staines to the wing, Kenny Hooker, and Smith and Eisenhuth in the back row with uh, Sonny Luke named on the bench. This is illegitimate joy to electric boogaloo. <laughs> this time, this time is personal. What other taglines can you throw on it? Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> End game. Fucking. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like you're talking it up a little too much there, Nathan. Uh, the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> the Benj Pyre strikes back. <laughs> Uh, the two towers of illegitimate joy okay so plenty (laughs) boys fucking square up square up well first of all from a Tigers perspective I've just given um, Stefano Utuokamano a a fucking rap last week for, for playing the best performance of the season that he's put together. He's subsequently been dropped. So, um, Noddy is cooked. Uh, no wonder they fucking punted the cunt. Um, You're probably looking at him through caramel coloured glasses. Though, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack had a lock. Give me a fucking break. What the fuck? You've got a guy that is a fucking halfback, through and through. He's probably not many other things in his life, but he's a fucking halfback. Play the cunt at halfback. You've got a cunt that's barely a fucking human being, let alone a first grader. Get him the fuck out of the side. Get him the fuck out of the side and put the halfback and halfback and let the cunt that fucking plays his best football at 5'8". Play him at fucking 5'8". This isn't difficult shit. I'm putting the hit him up music under this. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus, Glennie. Oh, God. And fucking there rests hell. the debate on AIDS. First off, fuck you, Brooks. <laughs> 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 All right. Off you go, stepdad. Uh, hang gonna, on, you gonna, you fuck you, can't I? haven't finished. Um, well, don't stop talking then. He's no, doing, he's doing my fucking only. job for me. Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how square-offs work when teams play each other. I'm supposed to he's say doing, what you're saying. No, no, he's doing, he's, doing, he's, doing that, he's doing that Eminem thing where he's saying all the bad stuff so you've got nothing to say when it comes to your verse. <laughs> um, look... Stripper Pole, probably I like him coming off the bench. I'm not so much, I'm not so sure about Tamiel, but 
He's uh, he's the captain, so he's got to be in there somewhere, I guess. Um, Matamua gets another opportunity in the second row. Um, he was good though. He, he was. I mean, yeah, he had the sim bin, but he, he was actually it. you could see you could see the you could see the potential. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't mind the forward pack, but um, you know, fuck me dead. Hastings is fucking halfback and a good one. Just 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 get that right. Play the cunt with seven on his back. Fuck the other cunt off. Somewhere. Anywhere. Play him at lock. That, Put him at hooker. That, that, Put him on the bench. Put him in reserve grade. Put him in a fucking hole. I don't care. Just don't put him at halfback. Can I? But, Glennie, this, this is talk for after the game. I mean, it's it's happening. Yeah. You can't change it. It's happening. My issue You'll deal is, with it. If I'm you, Glennie, my issue is that Dewey's come there and said to it and tried to fucking bully a caretaker coach to say, if you're not going to pick me at six, put me in New South Wales Cup. Is that the sort of fucking mentality you want in your team? Well, I just feel he looks he looks at his Haas partner this week and is like, fuck, I'd rather play New South Wales Cup. No, that wasn't what he requested. No, I know. I was, like that's, I was that's the opposite. He said, <laughs> I want to play with Luke Brooks so much. If I can't be near him, it's if there's anyone said. between he and I, <laughs> uh, da, da. Brooks was standing, <laughs> I was there. Uh, look. But honestly, like you, you've got Jacko, who's come in like fresh to the shit fight that is your club, and has been close to your best in. Oh, you know, a couple of games and, you know, um, probably had the highest level of touches of anyone else in your team. Probably. But how, how does he take all of this? So now it's, well, hang on, you've got to fuck off out of your position and play lock because this guy's had a sook that he doesn't have the right number on the back of his jersey. So he doesn't have the right number on his jersey and he threatened to go play New South Wales Cup or asked to go play New South Wales Cup, and so now you have to not have the number you like on your jersey. All the while, we're protecting this little fucking shit gremlin over here because he's untouchable. He's he's got photos of whoever fucking whatever, and so that that's why he's never been dropped. And, I I suspect the photos that Luke Brooks has of board members and or decision makers at the West Tigers would be like something like the photos that you send me or in you put into the the group chat for the purpose of trying to make me throw up. How does anything that I've ever sent you make you throw up? It legitimately I fucking dry heaved the other night. I had to delete it out of the group chat just so I could never make the mistake of seeing it again. I'm just gonna scroll up there just so I could see, just refresh my memory <laughs> he's, what he's it was. Talking you know, about exactly my, my mate Braxton. Baxter. Oh, was it that Dairy Queen one? No. No. Did you see the other Nathan. ones? Keep up, cunt. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying which one. Oh, you're talking about the one with yes. like in the toilet? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, what about the one I sent you the other day about that girl that put out her opinion of choking men? Being being better than everything, you know. 
And then a the couple of Dairy Queen ones. From when you were sick, how to have sex when you have monkeypox. I, I upped a, uh, I upped a supplier via a WhatsApp uh, exchange, and uh, he was saying he's very sorry that uh, he didn't action my request over the last nine days, um, but he had to go to the dentist to have teeth extracted, and to prove his point, he took me, he sent me a photo of the teeth after they'd been extracted, sitting on a metal tray in the dentist chair. I don't fucking want to see that either. It was gross. I dry heaved at that. Well, you know what, Glenn? It was like one of the photos. Maybe Luke Brooks has got a photo like that. Maybe. You've got a very soft constitution. Maybe don't be... You've got a problem with blood. Don't be the sort of person then. Don't be the sort of person who, when somebody says, oh, look, we've been unwell, I'm sorry we were a bit late, you go, yeah, sure. Don't make, don't make, yeah, sure, your first response. Because people feel bad. When was that my first response? Oh, I can just fucking imagine. You got, you know, poor fucking Malaysians shall I, and Shall I read out Turks. some of your responses when I have said, <laughs> I can't make it, can we do tomorrow night? Because of X, Y, and Z. Are we going to read those out? You fucking hypocrite. Go fuck yourself. Now talk about your fucking team so we can get over this, past this game. Fuck me. Um, again, the, the this this game falls squarely in the fucking doesn't matter. A, because the Tigers don't matter. Nothing to do with the Tigers matters. <laughs> no, nothing the Tigers will ever do matters. <laughs> As if I didn't Paramount. kick them enough. <laughs> it, like, you don't even have a fucking home ground. We've got seven home grounds. What are you talking about? We spread yeah. the love. Oh. Yeah, that's it. So you're basically, you're, you're homeless just <laughs> crashing on cunts' couches. Yeah. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Fuck me. Um... Fantastic that the, the powerful Penrith Panthers club, um, the most valuable sporting brand in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, I might add, um, is is able to just flat out say, yeah, no, nah, we're, we're resting everybody. I think if they were actually facing a first grade team, they might have tried to play a little bit of cat and mouse, not say what they were doing, keep them guessing, then at the last minute. But because it's the Tigers, they just don't give a fuck. Mm. Um, they said, yeah, no, nah, we're resting everybody. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine Justin Pascoe hearing that and going, "Well, f- fuck! I'll show them. I'll sh- I'll show them. I'm I'm resting too. I'm going to have a nap." Just Justin Pascoe, he ends up resting. Fucking Adam Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're resting all our good players too. Yeah, was, uh, that's it. I was just trying to think of some other good players. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. Um, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obviously the side takes a hit uh, in terms of ability, but the fact remains that they've got some amazing, you know, international quality players that didn't play State of Origin. Um, but the the last time they played a game without their Origin stars, those guys remembered what it was like to be in a fucking grind and not be a step ahead for eighty minutes. You know, it's. Um, it's it's like when you when you're racing, you know, for for anyone that's ever done any sort of motorsport, the it, it's actually pretty easy to to be in front. But when you've got to pass somebody to to win, no matter how fast you are, you've still got to pass them. 
and they're still in front of you, you've got an obstacle in front of you that they don't have. So, um, What if you're like the West Tigers, if you're the team that everybody, or the car that everyone's lapping because you're so fucking slow, <laughs> you may as well be driving around on three wheels. You're the fucking... You're fucking the, dangerous. You're, you're dangerous. The, you're, you're, you're the one that the fucking Make-A-Wish kid gets in before the race starts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fucking hell. Again, like it, the the Tigers can get up for a game, and they've got every fucking chance to do this. Like last Some week, some would say they're always in a game. One would say, um, but he's not there. <laughs> he's anymore. gone, and he's not there. Um, the, last week, they put on a decent amount of points. They put on twenty something or twenty points. Yeah, but like two of those were junk time tries, and one of them wasn't even a fucking try. Yeah, I mean, it was the game was gone by the time they scored those. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be fucking Dairy Queen here. Yeah, but on this day, you know, you got to be, you know, let, let's be more fucking Wendy's or Burger King instead. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> they don't deserve um, the Dairy Queen. Again, the, there's every reason for them to get up for this game. The Everyone inside that club will have them, you know, pissing about Ivan and this and that, and this is what they did, and ba da ba da ba da ba da It should be us missing our number seven this week. Uh, he he should have come here, and he, he would have come here, and... But over, yeah, um, yeah, it's not going to be enough. Penrith by thirteen plus. Put your house on it, Glenny. Can you get the illegitimate joy again? Of course, again. Tigers thirteen plus. What are you talking about? I've just been. I've fucking uh, just spent the last ten minutes saying it, Nathan. Haven't you been paying attention? You, 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 oh, you spent the last ten minutes absolutely <laughs> taking a giant shit on your team. I'm going for the underdog, West Tigers. Illegitimate yes! joy too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good. Do you, to, do you want to bet on it, Glenny? <laughs> No, no, I don't want to bet with you. How about the wi- the, about- the winner no. gets to gets to send one text no. from the loser's phone? No. Oh, that's a great that, that's, that's a fucking great bet. That is a great Fuck bet. Your bet, you can't. <laughs> and I can almost and I can almost say what it's going to be verbatim too. <laughs> I know what I'd do if I had that bet and won it. <laughs> Okay, anyway, moving on to the uh, Sunday afternoon game. The Melbourne Storm take on the Canberra Raiders down there at the Korean Housewife. I fucking told you all, every fucking week, the uh, <laughs> Melbourne Storm have uh, Munster returning from COVID-19. Um, uh, Meany to the wing, Grant Anderson out, Kafusi back in the second row, which pushes Chris Lewis out of the 17, and Brandon Smith, uh, he's out for three weeks, I think, was it because of uh, calling the ref a cheating bastard or whatever he did? Mm, yep. Um which is a big uh, a big loss for them. Harry Grant name there though. Uh, the Raiders side. Uh, Papa Lee should back up. White most definitely would you would expect. Schiller replaces uh, Charles Nickel Clock start, and uh, Trey Mooney drops out of the squad. The improved Canberra mm. versus the uh, Melbourne in Melbourne flailing Melbourne. Melbourne Storm flogged two weeks in a row. But is this that Melbourne? They're back home. Mm. Apparently they play all their games at home, mate. Haven't you been paying attention? They never, they they never, they never left home except that time they lost to Manly Brookie a a couple weeks ago. Is is this like a just the toxic shock of not playing at home? (laughs) It's like a reverse kryptonite situation. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, they don't have their powers away from home. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne by plenty, and I think um, by plenty. Yeah, I think they'll be on. Um, They would have copped it fucking sweet from Bellamy these last couple of weeks. 
Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's probably enough to get these um, these guys up uh, for for a much improved performance. I will say that, and and I'm pretty sure it was yourself, Nate, that um, said it last um, last week that it's, it's the first time in in a long while that there's some legitimate. There's a couple of legitimate plotters in the storm side. Um, Eremia. That Bellamy hasn't managed to somehow yeah. turn into yeah, exactly. heroes. Or um, or mask with, with players yeah. around them. Correct. So um yeah, I I just think that the paint would have fucking peeled off the walls um around the storms facilities these last couple of weeks. Bellamy would have fucking let them have it and um yeah, yeah. I think they'll be. Um, Although he, they'll yeah. be too strong. I, sorry, go ahead. I'm not sure that what where Melbourne's weaknesses are and what what it was for the last couple of games has been handling and the pressure that that puts on them. And Poor then, defense too. And, and exactly, and but then not being able to to guard that. Um, I I don't think you can fix both parts of that in two weeks. You might be able to shore yeah, like, shore up that defense a little bit. But the fucking dropsies take a bit longer than two weeks to get out of a player. On the other hand, are Canberra smart enough to just exploit that all fucking night? Yeah, like I, I agree with one hundred percent with what you say, Glennie, about uh, about the storm. But but I'm not as bullish about like you know them actually coming out and caning them or anything. I mean, the storm would be absolutely delighted to have Pappy in place with Munster Hughes and Harry Grant. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's been a while since they've had you know been able to field all those guys at the same time, yep. um, and but I just don't know if the combination's going to come back overnight, and it might take a couple of weeks. But I do think that they will uh, have enough to dispatch the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, and uh, Sunday evening the Bulldogs take on the Rabbitohs at uh, Accor Stadium. The Bulldogs, Birdo is named to back up. Although I wonder, I mean, like, did, 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 did we get did we get any uh, any ruling on on the cheek injury? There wasn't like any sort of fractures or anything there, were there? I don't know. Not that I've I heard. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pangai Junior's back as well at lock. Um, Fatala Mariner drops to the bench. Braden Burns replaces uh, Declan Casey in the back line. Um, so Shoop is out. He's tested positive for COVID. Oof. Um, the rabbits. Johnston and uh, Nichols return after missing the, the Newcastle game. Uh, Cook and Murray back from origin duty. Kenner out of the 17. Murray's an odd one. Yeah, I, I, would, I would expect that, he, that his naming was wishful thinking mm. and he would have to be almost an automatic because of the way that he was classed and ruled out of the game immediately. That would also pre- well, he's had, uh, he's had a couple. Um, what has he had? Two at least in the last two months. Mm. Yeah. At, at what at what stage do they? Because again, the, the roosters. I guess he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be. Um, he doesn't seem to be like that. Like, like the like the origin, for example. That one was. It wasn't like something where he got hit and he broke. I mean, that was a guy's fucking forehead into his nose. Force, yeah. In 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 you know, into his cheekbone or his nose or whatever. And like there's nothing you can do about that. And that's and that's gonna put anyone on their ass probably for a match ending HIA. Yeah. No matter who you no, are. No, what I'm um, what I'm saying is because he's had a couple in the in the last in close succession. So you think there's gonna be like recurring effects like cumulative effects or something that's like it. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, look, maybe. I mean, he because he certainly doesn't have a history of being a guy that has to, has trouble um, coming back from from head knocks like a, like a Pappy or a Luke Keary mm. or Boyd Corden or you know before them. Um, so, but you know, look, the more it happens, the more it's going to happen, right? Um, the rabbits look like they're getting their shit together. Yeah, finally. Yeah, they do. Last couple, last couple of weeks, and and you know, no surprise, it's coincided with the return of Latrell Mitchell to the side. Uh, doggies, look, they're still, you know, at the moment they're always in a fucking game with the old with the old Tigers coach Mick Potter mm-hmm. at the helm. But uh, look, I think the I think the bunnies have got them covered. To be honest, I mean, even if it's a shootout, I think any way the game this game goes, if it's a grind. There's just too much firepower on the rabbit side of yeah. the equation. They're going to score more points than the doggies. One hundred percent. And uh, that's it. There we go. Fuck me. What an express episode this one ended up being. Uh, right at night when we were all talking beforehand, saying how fucking yeah. tired we are. <laughs> oh, but that is that is full time for uh, for episode four seventy eight. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, as always, if you'd like to support the show, uh, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash twill nation with additional apps, merch drops and more. And, uh, you can listen to, to the second half of the origin on our game companion. Just hit the, uh, hit the airwaves. I think I edited it and uploaded it last night, maybe this morning. And, uh, gee, would you, would you boys consider an illegitimate joy one on Sunday? What's that? Sorry. Would you consider an illegitimate joy two? What time's the game? Two uh, it's a two PM game, so the second half you'd be looking, you know, sort of around, you know, ten to three, I guess. If I'm home, um, uh, but, yeah, depending that on the two o'clock, that was... the two o'clock sun time, Sunday one is a tough one. Yeah, but um, yeah, if you're around, who yeah. knows? What do you mean, depending? I mean, depending, depending on the weather, do you record outside or? No, if the weather's good, I was going to go up or down the coast for the day. So, from Toowoomba, yeah, just hook it in the morning and come back in the night. Yeah, fuck. Day trip. That's like fucking three and a half hours each way, though. But you won't come. Right. You won't come down here to do a member episode. This fucking hot when ones did challenge. I say that? Well, you've <laughs> fucking skirked every fucking hot ones challenge we've tried to set up for you. No, I don't know. If, I don't know. If Let's do that on Sunday. We should no, do a blood fuck ones you! Challenge. I just said I want to go to the fucking coast. I don't want to fucking, fucking spend winter. my leisure. To, can't I? Don't want to spend my leisure time. Hanging out with you. Do, I, don't, I you, barely I, want to talk to you, you in these you gonna, recordings. Couple are you going to go to the? Are you going to the beach? If the weather's good, possibly yeah. But it's the winter. Are you going? You going to swim so at the what? beach when it's fucking? If the sun's out, yeah. Okay. Well, probably not me, but Leo will. He doesn't give a fuck about the temperature. I tell you what, with this, with this, uh, this hot one thing, you know what? You know what I want to do. I want to like instead of asking any questions for each wing. I just want to show him like a a graphic murder photograph. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. I, I, feel oh, I can just tell that with that. I'm shirking it. Goal. Apparently, I'm shirking it. Fuck you, cunt. I just don't want to do it. You can't, because I don't want to <laughs> That's give what you shirking is. I don't want to give you cunts the satisfaction. <laughs> That you 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 fucking came to us and were like, oh, I want to start fucking eating, you know, easing my way into hot sauces and shit like that. Yeah. That's where the fucking genesis of the idea came from. You yeah, committed- but then you guys turned it into a fucking something that it didn't really need to be. Now it's Man. trying to make me throw up while I'm eating wings. No, you you committed to our patrons. <laughs> Only if you're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, you call me what the fuck you want, but you'll be cleaning up the vomit, cunt. <laughs> That's all right. I got a fucking kasha. That's it. I'll fucking hose you down. <laughs> oh. Take the fucking fur cup and top layers off. Yeah. <laughs> Gurneying the mushroom. Yeah, good. <laughs> fucking hell, I can't afford right. to lose any more. Tell you what, Glenny, if you're going to throw up hot sauce, don't throw up in your lap. No. That's fucking not a good time. I'll, what about your lap? <laughs> you do whatever you want in my lap, Glenny. Oh, baby. Yeah, good. <laughs> when, he's a 10, when he's a 10, but his dad's a Scientologist and you're thrown up in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you all next oh, week whenever bye see ya <laughs>